Greetings, Earthlings. You're listening to the Probing Aliens podcast. I'm your host, Golf, aka Putt Putt, and today we're probing streaming. When we return. And today we are filming at Arte, Art, Arte, I don't know, in Duluth, Georgia, I think this is. I'm not too sure. Um, pretty cool place. Today we have Ren Cloud, aka Ari. How are we doing today, Ari? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, the reason why I brought you on to this podcast is because you are an up and coming streamer who streams on Twitch. Mm hmm. And uh, you have a pretty, pretty decent following. <laughs> Almost 3.5k now. Wow, 3.5k, huh? Yep. And uh, how long have you been streaming for? I've been streaming for almost, I want to say two years. This October, it will be two years, I believe. Mm. Hmm. And what made you get into streaming? So, originally, I wasn't streaming on Twitch. I was streaming on mobile apps called the first one was eme now known as eme hive it started off as like a dating app and then they introduced live streaming during covid mm. and so i was on eme for i would say about a year and a half to two years after that um i had some friends who had transitioned over to a different phone streaming app called bigo b-i-g-o and so it seemed a bit more lucrative for me to switch over because of certain incentives that were offered to me. And so I made the switch and I was streaming on Bigo for about two years again. Um, I didn't really, I got really into Bigo um, for a while and I was making a good living off of it. I would be able to make around 2000 2.5k a month which obviously paid bills i could uh save up some money but there was a lot of drama on that app mm. and i was getting really tired of dealing with it mm -hmm. so i decided to hop off i'm very thankful for the gifters and the supporters that i had over on Bigo because without them I wouldn't be on Twitch, mm. literally because one of them had had sent me to the two point five k to build me a computer Damn. of my choice. Of um, your choice. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to pick out all of my parts, build my computer mm. without any worries, and then I started streaming on Twitch. Mm. Um. The the thing that I hated about Bigo the most though was it's a, it's it was a pyramid scheme. Mm. It was very annoying to deal with. And so once I made a good friend group off of Bigo, they had been playing a lot of games and so I wanted I've always kind of wanted to play computer games. Mm -hmm. And my viewers knew that. So that's one of the reasons why they did that. 
they gifted me a computer um, was so that they could just watch me enjoy playing games that I wanted to play and that I would have fun with. Um, so, yeah, Twitch started, I believe, October 2020, 2021. Um, and I... I love being on Twitch. Mm. I love the community that I've built up for myself. I don't know what I would do without my mods. They keep me safe. They do so many things to help me grow and do anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch Twitch was... It's, it's my little safe space now mm. with me and my com- community. Mm-hmm. So I want to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. What were you doing on EME and Bigo? I was only on there because I was bored. Right. I mean, for EME, I was just super bored. COVID had just started. Lockdown. You couldn't leave the house without needing to get, what was it? Like those necessaries. So like groceries or mm. gas or things like that. You couldn't leave the house unless you had to go get those. Mm-hmm. Um, I had known about EME for a while because I had the app, but it was just like not something that I want. I was like constantly on. It was just another app on my phone. And then one day I was checking in. I saw that they had live streams and I went into one, started chatting with some people and they were like, you should stream, you should stream, you should try it. And so I was like, okay, I will tomorrow, but you guys have to co- co-stream with me. So they, they would have these little, um, for the main streamer, any chatters could come up in a little box and you mm. could be co-streaming and you'd be able to chat with them and the chat at the same time it was a really cute interface but they kind of fucked it up because now you have to you have to do this like bidding war and send gifts in order to get like a 30 minute window as a co-streamer and then you're kicked out it's kind of like how tiktok live is now right i've never seen tiktok live i don't i don't really (laughs) use tiktok like that but i do know about those npc streamers yeah 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 yeah. All, all i know about tiktok live is that like People send gifts to basically be on an, another person's stream, like how yeah. you just explained it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they have a time letter or not. Um, yeah. See, EME when they initiate when they first brought the idea on board, they lost a lot of people on their app mm. because it was such a close knit community. Right. That th- if you had friends, you would just pop up, say hi, chat with them for a while. And just be there. Mm. But now suddenly you have to pay. Mm. And so... like a cash grab. Yeah, it was a huge turnoff for a lot of people. So that's why there was such a big shift from EME to Bigo. Mm. Because Bigo had a free co-streaming bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's still like that. They just have... Their their entire monetization is completely different. Okay. Because it's a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. And so it works that way for mm-hmm. them. So it's basically like you get people on, you get paid? Kind of. There's no like referral or anything like that. Mm, I would say... 
There's there's kind of a referral. It depends on which agency you get into. They had agencies? They have agencies. What? There's a lot of agencies. That's Some of crazy. them are sus. They're very clicky. Mm. They like to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them do very sus behind the thing behind the scenes things. Mm-hmm. Um I got fucked over on Bigo and then re- it really made me want to switch off. Um it was like the turning point for me, mm. if you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. But I was part of an agency whose leader, the owner of the agency, was like the favorite child of Bigo. Oh. One of the favorite childs of Bigo. But um, she she was known to be doing sus behind the scenes shit. I she see. was known and she had been warned a lot of times. Mm. So when she finally ticked them off enough they shut down her entire agency and i was signed on to that agency and according to the terms at the time i was unable to re-audition for any other agency on the app thankfully i had connections Mm -hmm. and i was able to get into a different agency and i was still able to do my own thing there but i was kind of starting starting from the bottom again um and it just was never the same. A lot of gifters on that app, a lot of supporters, they left. Um, the dynamics of that app changes a lot, a lot. Um, and it just wasn't secure for me. Mm. So once I was able to hop off of that, then I did. Mm. I didn't know that like mobile live streaming apps were such a like kind of cult community almost cult community what do you mean mean by cult i don't want a cult as in like culture cult community Mm -hmm. like a small community because like you said that your followers followed you from eme to bigo some of them did yeah but i mean it was more like the friend groups that we had okay um we would just kind of follow each other around Mm. i mean i do have some supporters that have followed me from platform to platform but they're not consistent Mm. they'll just follow for a bit and then disappear and then show up again and then disappear but it honestly doesn't really matter to me that much as long as they come back and i see their faces i'm like oh how have you been um what have you been up to hope you're doing well because honestly as a streamer and as someone who's been streaming on multiple platforms for, I would say, almost six years now, right? Um, I understand that my supporters are humans, mm-hmm. too. My yeah. viewers are s- humans, too. Everyone has things going on in their lives that is going to change how they're doing things currently. And I, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, if something would hap- were to happen to me... I'd hope that they would have a similar understanding, right? As long as... I feel like what what I'm trying to say with all this is you build the kind of community that reflects who you are, mm-hmm. right? So if I am an understanding person of my viewers... Right. And I'm not trying to be overbearing. Like, where have you been? Why haven't I seen you? Yeah. Right. Then it's going to reflect. 
then they're gonna have the same sort of expectation for me mm. and so that's why i feel like my community that i've built is super easy going mm-hmm. and super comfortable to be around mm. and if there is that one toxic person that'll come in and be like you can't leave yeah 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 you can't end now right then off to the chopping board Damn, they go. just like that yeah just like that okay because yeah. It makes things uncomfortable for the rest of the, the viewers mm. as well. And I want my stream to be what it is for me, for my viewers, which is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so do you think that like, do you think that having that experience on EME and Bigo helped you kind of build up that community within Twitch? Definitely. Um, when I started streaming on EME, I took things super personally. Mm. That is a huge thing that I've learned not to do because the moment you start to take things personally on any sort of platform, then you're kind of just digging yourself a grave there. Mm. Um, But like, wouldn't you... I understand that it's kind of your job slash career when you do like stream. Yeah. So where is the line that you draw when it comes to like taking things personally? Mm, for me, never. I I don't ever take things personally unless it is someone that I know IRL mm-hmm. that is coming onto my platform in front of my viewers to bring something out of stream into there bringing attention to that Mm. because whatever happens in real life for me is a personal thing Mm. i try to keep a good distinction between streaming and say work life or friends irl obviously i still have friends Mm -hmm. and within the twitch community within a streaming community or gaming community but I feel like everyone kind of has a mutual understanding that when I'm on Twitch, when I'm streaming or talking to my chat, then don't bring up anything right. that like nothing will personal. dox me mm. or get me in trouble because they know that that's one of my, I don't want to say side hustle, but it's what I do. Right. Right. And right. I care about this. Mm. Um, so if someone would to come into my stream talking talking shit that doesn't belong there, I'm I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna make it personal, but I'm not gonna deal with it on stream. Mm. I would just end stream and then talk to them mm. or find like find them in person and be That's- like, yo. What's the deal? That's kind of scary. What's the problem? That's kind of scary a little bit. Why, you, gonna why find you gotta do this when you could just talk to my face? I hate it when people try to bring shit up on stream because that's something I've actually dealt with mm. um, personally before. On Twitch? Um, not on Twitch. It was not on Twitch. It was on EME. Okay. And I had someone who I considered one of my closest friends at the time start streaming and blast me. Without, I had no idea. I was streaming Mm. at the time. And then someone came into my stream and said, hey, so-and-so is talking about you right now. Mm. 
and I end I ended my stream and I went in and he was blasting me, and that ended our friendship for a year, uh, over a year. Um, so that means you guys are friends now. We're not friends, but acquainted. We're like more acquaintances. Mm, okay. Um, I don't think we'll ever get back to the same friendship that we had, um, which is unfortunate, but. He had reached out to me. He apologized um, for the things that he had said and what he had done a year later. Mm-hmm. And I, I may be called out for being just too easy or too forgiving for actually accepting his apology and letting him back into my life. But... I have a personal thing where I'll accept one mistake. Mm. But the moment you wrong me again, I'm done. Mm. Because I gave you another chance already. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that's that's that. Okay. And so, uh, before you were streaming on EME and Bigo and Twitch... Who were you before all of those streaming platforms? I was just Ari. Mm. I was just Ari. I was just a good little girl trying to make it through school, but not um, go have. I had my little friend circle, but I mean, that's that's really just sophomore year college. Um, I feel like freshman year was where I really found myself, like that whole coming of age scene, yeah. right? Um, I found my independence because I lived in Hong Kong for a year by myself without my parents. Oh, wow. Um, so Why Hong Kong? My school had a campus there. Okay. Uh, and I didn't, I, I kind of wanted to do it as a flex. Right, so <laughs> you know how usually for study abroad you have to be at least a senior, uh, junior, jo- or above, junior right? or senior yeah. to do um, study abroad. But because my school literally had a campus there, it was still a U.S. institution, so mm. I could just transfer campuses mm. super easy, um, and it was close to where I was born. So. I wanted to see what the culture there would be like for me and how how I may or may not have grown up in an environment like that. Mm. Um, what do you think about the culture there? I love it. I mean, I never had much exposure to Asian culture growing up. I grew up with white parents in a very white state. Um, I grew up in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And just a very white community. Um, So, first, moving to Hong Kong was a huge culture shock to me. First of all, it's... Just imagine New York condensed Condensed. by five times. Okay. And then multiply the population by a half. Damn. It was insane, that let me tell like you. It's packed oh as fuck. Oh my god, <laughs> it was hella packed, but it wasn't congested. I mean, it was congested, but things still moved so well because mm. 
It doesn't have a U.S. public transportation system. It has the U.K. transportation system. Mm. It's newer than mm-hmm. the U.S. Um, so you had public buses that went the same route. If you miss one, just wait three to five minutes. There's a new one. Mm. The MTR, which is the subway system, was amazing. Was it was. To die for. You know, I'm kind of jealous of places that have, like, great public transportation because, like... Marta ain't it. Yeah, Marta is not it. Mm -mm. And it sucks ass. And, like, it only services, like, a couple of places in Georgia. Mm Mm-hmm. Outside of Atlanta, like... Well, you're, it's you're kind smarter. Of metro Atlanta transportation. Okay, but yeah, like we're in Metro Atlanta right now, technically. Still. No, yes, Duluth is not Metro. This is no, m- it's not Metro Atlanta. How is this not I, Metro Atlanta? I stand by this. When somebody says they're from Atlanta, and they mean Duluth, that is not Atlanta. You are literally talking to a Georgia native. How are you going to tell no, me that, that we're is not, not Atlanta? That is not Metro Atlanta. Metro Atlanta. Duluth. Okay, you're but in Duluth, Atlanta, not Duluth is a Metro of Atlanta. No. Yes. No. Yes. Then why does Amarna reach out to it? Because because it's not metro. Because it's in Gwinnett County. Because it's not no, metro. No, 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 That's no, 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 no. Because in Gwinnett County, there's a Gwinnett County transit system, which uh-huh. is completely ass. Yeah, but that's your transportation system. That's not Marta. <sighs> you know, we're yeah. going to move on from that. Okay. Fuck you. <sighs> but, um, yeah, so you went to Hong Kong for a year, and then you came back to the States. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to come back if you enjoyed the culture there so much? I mean, I grew up in the U.S. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> kind of um, missed it. I, I don't know. My parents wanted me back in the U.S. They didn't want me staying in Hong Kong. Mm. And it was also very expensive for me to fly, by, fly back for Christmas. Mm. Um, dude, the, the airplane, I, I had to go on, what was it? One flight to there, then flight back for Christmas, then a flight back, and then I had to take four flights from the U.S. to Hong Kong, which is about, I would say, a 22-hour flight. Mm -hmm. I had to take four of those in one year. That's crazy. And each of those is a minimum of $1,800. That's insane. Yeah. $1,800. It's expensive. It's really expensive, and it's really tiring like now you're in a round trip that's like one way no that's round trip okay i think i'm not i it's it's been a while it's been like five years four or five no five or six years i think um but i don't know i wanted to come back to the u.s i mean i no i'm not gonna lie i wanted to stay in hong kong Mm. i really loved it there Mm. but there was an issue back in i would say 2018 or 2019 with hong kong where china was taking back oh yeah yeah that did happen during that time huh control Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. if anyone in this (sighs) podcast isn't aware Hong Kong used to be China's territory then. little history lesson. In, I don't know what year, the UK took hold of it. um, And it became protected under the EU or Mm -hmm. the UK or whatever. Then in, what was it, 2000, the little pact that China and UK had ended. 
So the UK had to give Hong Kong back to China,、mm. and so it was handed off again. But by this time, with the whole contract or whatever agreement they had, the UK said we will give Hong Kong back under the condition that it's able to have its own government and its own laws and what whatnot for twenty five years. Basically, a nation state. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, the full name of Hong Kong is Hong Kong SAR Special Administrative Region、mm. of China. I actually didn't know that.、Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was twenty five years, I think, give or take. It was given back nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. I think the math adds up. I don't know. I'm not somewhat. Great at math.、Uh, you're you're a little off. Something like that. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically. Time was coming.、Mm-hmm. The, t- the it was ticking down, and China's getting impatient for Hong Kong. And I mean, they've already kind of infiltrated the government by now. And <laughs> then suddenly they're trying to expedite a businessman from Hong Kong to China to put him on trial according to mainland Chinese laws. And there was a riot. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong had I don't know how many riots and giant displays of defiance against the Chinese government. Because if you ask a Hong Konger today how they identify themselves, th- most likely I feel like they would say that they are Hong Kongers、mm. instead of Chinese. Chinese.、Mm. Mm-hmm. And I personally want to stand with I I would stand with Hong Kong. I love the country. For what it was when I lived there,、mm. and I would not want to see it taken over by the Chinese Communist, I believe, party.、Mm-hmm. CCP.、Um, see, I I'm Chinese, but I was adopted, so I have absolutely no idea of what the governments are like there. I just don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust any government.、Um, Amen to that.、Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I moved back to. The U.S. in time before the protests and all that, and then once those happened, my parents would not allow me to go back to Hong Kong for my own safety,、mm. which I understand and I respect.、Um, even now, my mom seems to have the idea that the protests are still going on, but I mean, I don't see any of that from my friends' perspectives.、Mm. It could still be happening underground. I'm not. Entirely sure. I hope it's not. I hope there's some way at peace, but I don't feel very optimistic about their future、mm. with China, because if China wants something, they will get it. Just look at what was it, Tiananmen Square. Yeah, it, yeah. It's most likely. And they're already like、happen. infiltrating Africa too. So yeah, that's a huge thing. And I heard about that when I visited South Africa in February, and it's just very sad. Yeah. Very、yeah. unfortunate. Well, on lighter news, though, Twitch streaming, right? Twitch streaming, yeah, Twitch streaming. Yes. So, how has it been for you in your two years of Twitch streaming? How has it been, kind of building up that community, and then you know finally getting to play computer games? I love it, man. I mean, there's nothing better than sitting at your desk. Being able to make money doing things that you enjoy, which are 
computer games for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say I was very not very. I was extremely lucky early on to have made really great connections. Um, when I was about to hit my first 1,000 subs- uh, not subscribers followers, um, I had run into. Rhyme style and Emmy room, EME room, Emmy room. Um, Rhyme style is a YouTube creator who has, I believe, what two point something million subscribers. Oh wow! Um, he's I've I've seen him play games with PewDiePie, Jacksepticeye, um, Corpse Husband. Pokimane, he's huge in the YouTube Those community. Those are some heavy hitter names. Yeah, and um, I ran into those two in a Valorant game <laughs> <laughs> um, while I was offline. Hmm. And she was, Rome was so sweet. She's one of the sweetest streamers. Um, and she was asking me questions. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm starting to stream. I'm I'm very I'm super close to hitting my first 1,000." She's like, "What's your stream?" Mm. And I had no idea who she was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> "Rain cloud." <laughs> so what they did is, I was like a couple. I think I was just over a hundred away. Okay. What they did was they had po- put on their Twitter to follow me first it was rhyme style and then rome wow and i just got an influx of follow alerts and then i was like what's going on were you streaming at the time no but i turned on my stream Mm. because i was about to hit 1000 okay okay and i wanted it to be on stream yeah um so that happened and i'm eternally grateful for them but then later on, I would say towards 1.7 followers, I met Yaga. Yaga. Yaga is my Twitch dad. Okay. Um, he has kind of adopted me into his whole familia. Mm-hmm. He is also the mod of Sup Caitlin, mm. if you know who she is. Um, so I, I got kind of sucked into Yaga's cult and I was playing games with them all the time. And then sub Caitlin had DM'd me on discord asking if I wanted to be part of her next dating show for, I believe one of her mods or one of her tier three subscribers. And you know, for me, honestly, at the time, I had no problem doing that. I had been on multiple, like streaming dating shows on EME or uh, Bego, like these bachelorettes mm-hmm. type. Yeah. But I was n- rarely ever one of the contestants. Mm. So I thought, oh, this is a good a chance for exposure, if anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to date one of Caitlyn's mods or tier three subscribers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know who the person yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't just automatically meet them first time no, and then just real. date them right after yeah i mean it was super funny but um this it, it was huge exposure for me being on that show mm. i ended up getting second place on the dating show so um, meaning like you didn't 
they they didn't pick you or they didn't pick me oh, okay, no okay. uh but i mean I, honestly that's fine yeah for me. <laughs> but the funniest thing is i had just cut my hair uh-huh. to like a pixie cut uh-huh. so it was hella short yeah. and i was still very insecure about showing it especially on caitlin's dating show like we're yeah. talking about sub caitlin yeah 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 so i had worn a wig i had worn this like balayaged wig so it looked pretty natural and i mean i was streaming during the same time as the dating show and my chat was telling me yo when you're eliminated take off the wig (laughs) rip off the wig show them show them and i was like no i'm not gonna do it oh i'm not gonna do it that would have been so cool just because it it would be super it was super troll i would have done it if i were more like i don't give a fuck about Mm. this but there were like two two thousand to three thousand viewers okay but that would have been like a plot twist of the century i'm I'm not about to yeet my wig off (laughs) in front of two thousand people not even feeling confident in the Mm. hair that i currently have Mm. But so after I get eliminated, I'm in my own stream. There's like a kind of a flooding of people who came from that stream just to see me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, guys, um, thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate your support and everything. But I have a surprise for you. And then I took off the wig. And then, bro, they did not expect that. Apparently it looked up. Uh, it, it looked like it could pass, right? So they did not at all expect that it was a wig. Hmm. And I was just like, ha, 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 y- mm-hmm. you got, got. Yeah. And then the guy who was the contestant of the show popped into my stream. And I was like, oh, hey, you like my hair? <laughs> I just cut it. <laughs> um, But no, those those two were probably... The two encounters with Rhyme Style and then Sub Caitlin, I would say, were the peaks of my Twitch career as of yet. Hmm. Um, I'm still waiting for Corpse Husband to notice me, but it's it's okay. It, it'll <laughs> Corpse take time. Husband, if you're watching this, please notice Ren Cloud. Please. She is a big stan of you. Please, Every time please. I hang out with her, she's always mentioning your name. Please, please, please. So, dude, when I started Twitch. All of my raid alerts, all no, all of my sound alerts were Corpse Husband. Last year, you know how they do Spotify rap? Yeah, yeah. I can you guess who my top listen to artist was? Wow. I think guess. I'm gonna have to guess. Uh, is it Corpse Husband? Yeah, it was oh, Corpse Husband. Okay, can you okay. guess what top listener percentage I was? Hmm, so you're a big fan, big fan, big fan, big fan, meaning like 0.001%. Close. Close. 0.02. Okay. Top listeners of Corpse Husband for that year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. Wow, okay. You hear I'm that? I'm still waiting. <laughs> if anyone has connections to Corpse Husband that's listening to Probing Aliens podcast, please reach out to Corpse Husband and tell them that Ring Cloud is looking for her. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. But um, so those were your two highlights of Twitch, mm-hmm. right? So what is one of your cringiest moments on Twitch that you've had? There are so many. But I can't, what is what is like I can't what even. is what is one like very, very fresh 
fresh fresh memory of just being cringe I hate you, man. I hate you. I know exactly what you're trying to dig for, and I'm not gonna give it to you. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's either you give it or I give it. So, <laughs> this used to be a twelve dollar dono alert, but I've recently upped it to fifteen because of the use it gets. Um, but whenever I get a $15 donation I get a sound alert that is not surprisingly in Corpse Husband's voice <laughs> that says I want to spank it and so what I do when I hear that sound alert is I get up either on my chair or I get out of my chair turn my back to the camera and smack my ass. Is that what you wanted, Gull? Yeah, yeah. Is this, is this yes. what you wanted? Yes, okay, this is wonderful. what I wanted. Wonderful. Yes, yes. Because, you know, like, Twitch streamers, they just do some, they just do some wild mm-hmm. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just amazes me that... I get on stream. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to explain what that means? <laughs> it means exactly what I just said. I get cream pied on stream. You haven't seen the clips? No, I haven't seen there the clips. There are clips of it. Mm. One of it is my top clip, actually. Uh, of getting cream pied yeah. on stream. No, actually, it's me cream cream pieing my friend. Oh. But um, it only occurs on special occasions. Okay, so yeah, special occasions. That makes it a lot or subathons. Yeah. Could, could you let me finish okay, talking? Okay, sorry, I'll let you finish. Thank you. <laughs> um, so... Basically, it's to celebrate hitting a special milestone. And I will fill up a pan with shaving cream as a form of a pie. So it is, quote unquote, a a cream pie. And I will have someone smash it into my face. Mm. On stream. Mm. So I get cream pied on stream. Cream pied on stream. Mm Mm-hmm. And is this like a normal thing on Twitch? Like, is this a regular thing? Did this come from Twitch, or did you would it come have to reach out to other Twitch streamers okay, for that okay. insight? All right, okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, that—that's—that's that's just like one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Getting cream pied on camera. Yeah, I mean, but it gets them. <laughs> so okay, tell me this: like, do you not? Do you not feel? Shame? Ashamed? Nope. No, you don't at all. No shame. Like, no doing shame. Any of this? No shame. On stream? No shame. Whatsoever? No shame whatsoever. Is it because it's content, or is it's it because it's, it's paying it's, the bills? It's, it's all it's content, man. All content. It doesn't even pay the bills. It's it doesn't even pay it's the bills. Just content. It's just you know, content. You, it's just that chance for mm. one clip to go viral. You know. So what happens if that one clip goes viral? Then I will grin and bear it with all of the pride that I have. Mm, okay. Okay. I mean, come on. Look look at Sub Caitlin, yeah. for example. Yeah. One of her most viral clips is her tar- talking about Cars 3. If you know, you know. If yep. you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I definitely know the story. You do? I do know the story. Damn. <laughs> yeah. See? You just, That's you exactly just have to, what I mean. You just mean. have to know. You just have you to just know. have to have that one clip. Mm, 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 mm. Whether or not it's the best side of you right, is the question. Right. Most likely, it's not going to be. Okay. And you're okay with that? Yeah. I and mean, it's just you. 
back on to the topic of not taking things too personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? If I'm not okay with showing myself on stream a certain way, I am not going to do that. Mm. And you won't catch me slipping. Mm-hmm. Because that's my brand. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that everyone in there is comfortable. Mm. If anyone is ever uncomfortable at a certain point, I will stop. Okay. But that never happens. Do you think that like streamers or people who want to stream have to have that like X factor? No. No? You don't, don't think so? No, no, no. I mean, it's the success of someone being growing on Twitch mm-hmm. is... 100% up to them. Okay. Number one, it's going to be consistency because that's what the Twitch algorithm is looking for. Mm. The more consistent you are, the more exposure you will get. Um, and obviously, I would say it would help to be a female with some with some assets. personality. Okay, okay. With and some assets possibly and some assets. No, I mean, not necessarily. They don't always have to have assets. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of female streamers that don't have assets That's that true. are popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Botez twins. Who? Botez twins? The chess players. I don't players. know who they are. The two, the two twins that are chess players? I don't know who oh, they are. Well, they're pretty fucking cracked at chess. I watch them all the time. They're fucking goaded. I don't play chess. Oh, I love chess. I <laughs> recently just got into chess, so... Yeah. I my my algorithm is more chatting streamers, Valorant streamers, gaming. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so do you like ever collab with any streamers at all? Mm, I wouldn't say I've collaborated with streamers on purpose. Mm. Like for the sake of collaboration. Right, right. Um Is that not a normal thing on Twitch? It's I know people who collaborate all the time. It's just not really in my horizons at mm. the moment because I don't really have those connections. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it just hasn't really happened. I mean, Sub Caitlin was definitely a collaboration, um, but kind of more one-sided. It was more on her end than my end mm-hmm. um, because she was... I mean, she could get how many ever contestants that she wanted, but she's going to pick cute streamers, right? right? And I was just, I was kind of around her at the time, so I was easier to reach out to. Mm. Okay. Mm. If I were to collaborate with someone? Hmm. If I was just to take like (laughs) one wild guess. I would love to collaborate with Corpse Husband. Oh my goodness. Oh wait, no. I have done technically an unofficial collaboration with a Valorant streamer named Jaws. Jaws. Yes. He's radiant, immortal. Um, he does a lot of coaching mm. and he he's just a really funny guy. Okay. Really great guy. I mean, I know a lot of people on Twitch. I know like more popular people on Twitch. But I don't really impede on them Mm -hmm. because I don't want to make a name of myself as that person who always reaches out. Right, right. right? You don't have to like invite yourself into someone's community or stream. I hate inviting myself to certain Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Even if I hear about it, I'll just be like, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. If they invite me, they invite me. If they don't, they don't. I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. 
I don't have a problem with that. I know we talked about um, like work-life balance outside of or off air. Um, mm-hmm. How is that, you know, for you? And how do you deal with that? For me, I'm still figuring it out right now. I got a new job about a month ago. And I am kind of readjusting to that schedule. This last week, for some reason, they had me working six days in a row because I had requested off on one of my off days. Mm -hmm. And they didn't see that it was going to be six days in a row for me. And then they also scheduled me for this week 46 hours, which just doesn't really make sense to me. But it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to give away my shifts because I need the money. But with I've been going out a lot, hanging out with you and your friends and then working. I've kind of barely had time to go home to just take out my dog Mm. at this point, let alone stream. Mm -hmm. Usually before I got my job, my average stream time would be eight to ten hours. That's now my average stream time is two hours. That's considerably shorter. Yeah. And I used to stream every single day Mm. or at least six days out of seven. I don't think I've streamed. I think I've streamed twice this last week. Okay. Barely. So I'm it's just constantly a struggle for me trying to readjust because I don't want to ever stop streaming. Mm. That's one thing that I'm very passionate about. Um, And I have promised my viewers, you know, even if I go missing, even if you don't see me for a while, just know I'm never going to leave you guys. I will come back eventually. But... Just let me be that one constant if you need it Mm. in your life, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's rough sometimes being, you know, just online all the time. You have that one person that you always love to interact with Mm -hmm. or talk to, whether it's streaming or on Discord. And when suddenly they're just not there, it's leaves you with a feeling of loss Mm -hmm. right and i've been through that personally and i don't ever want to be the cause of someone else feeling that way Mm -hmm. um and back when i was streaming i I streamed full-time for six months due to unemployment reasons recently um during that time i had so many people talk to me in chat about how like if I missed a stream they were like they they had said I I I couldn't fall asleep I I was just awake I was waiting for you to stream Mm. but you never went on oh wow and they're like my my daily schedule has been messed up because you weren't streaming where did you go that's kind of heavy though like it's kind of heavy but it makes me feel good to know that for some people, I am that one constant mm-hmm. up until recently. So I feel like for me now, even though I'm not a huge streamer, I have a responsibility 
to take care of my chat mm -hmm. and to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. Um, because I care for them. Because yeah. without them, there would be no me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you never know what they're going through either. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't. I don't ever dig into trying to figure out what their problems are. But if they're ever going through something, I just want to try and be that person for them that they can just vent to because they might not have that person. Mm. And it's, I feel so much easier to type it all out or just DM someone than actually talk in person because... For me, I'm more of an emotional person. If mm -hmm. I'm flustered or I get any sort of wave of emotion that is overwhelming for me, then I'll start crying. And mm. it's really bad. Mm -hmm. It's honestly really bad because I can't well, I confront... No, it's, it makes confronting people and issues hard because I'll just start tearing up. Mm. And then they're going to start thinking, you're sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's always going to be the first thought that comes to someone's mind when you see someone crying. They're sad. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And that pisses me off. Mm. I'm not sad. I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm dealing with a lot of emotions and my body does not know how to handle it. Mm. So it's just very frustrating. But just typing it out makes things so much easier for me. I just personally don't like confrontation be anymore because of it. Yeah. I never liked confrontation. I always... Things growing up, man, I always stayed on the sidelines. I never wanted to get involved in it. I mean, for us introverts, it's a lot easier to type something out because mm -hmm. it gives us time to kind of go through our thoughts and like figure out what we want to say before we actually say something versus like being put on the spot in a confrontation and like being expected to fully convey what you're feeling at that exact moment exactly yeah yeah so i i understand um have you met any of your chatters i have actually yeah you're one of them hi i'm a chatter <laughs> <laughs> um i've met i not a handful mm. not a handful but i have met i would say five of my chatters okay um they're super sweet in person i was kind of scared obviously very yeah. nervous yeah but um for the most part people in real life are what they portray themselves online mm. because there's always no matter how much of a mask you put on yourself there's always going to be a sliver of who you are underneath that's mm. going to show through. Mm. And I would like to say I'm pretty good at judging someone's personality or who they are. Other people are hard to tell. They've just made a mask that is too hard to see through. Mm. But whether that's for them or they want to just fuck around, that's up to them. You know, right. I'm not going to dig into that. Mm -hmm. That's who they've chosen to be. And I'm just not going to question it. Hmm. And so uh, I want to ask if someone is trying to get into streaming, mm -hmm. what are some tips and advice that you would give them? Consistency. Number one, number one, number two, don't take things personally. That's never going to help you in any way. Mm -hmm. If anything, by taking things personally, you're just going to dig yourself a grave. Because 
there's so many trolls out there and <laughs> however you choose to react to them is how they're gonna take it and if you give them enough they're just gonna run with it mm. and then thirdly have fun be who you want to be i'm not gonna say be yourself if you want to be that crazy ass person be that crazy ass person just know your community that you build is going to it's it's gonna reflect what you put out yeah i've made myself as a streamer to be as transparent as i can okay which is going which is basically just who i am mm. and i love that because i don't have to worry about how people portray me i don't have to worry about what i'm saying i'm just saying whatever i would say in any sort of situation mm -hmm. um if anything i'm probably a little bit more sus on stream because my viewers enjoy that it's kind of <laughs> funny to me it's really funny to them and we just have a good time we all we have a good understanding of each other's boundaries when mm. it comes to certain things too which is just something that you have to build up with your community right um but those would be my three things of advice. Hmm. Those are some pretty good advice and tips. Thank advice, you, thank you. Advices. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on to our last segment. Mm -hmm. Aliens. Aliens. As you have probably heard, they literally... The have, body? Yeah, they've been proven yeah. to be true and real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, what is your take on aliens? I look for the topic of aliens. If there is us, even though the percentage of there being more somewhere out in the universe, it's not zero because we exist. Mm -hmm. They're out there somewhere. Okay. Probably not in our universe, probably not in the next universe. Maybe somewhere else out there, but they do exist. But we do have... I don't know if it's true or not, but we have a body of an alien Technically, here. Technically, that's what we've heard. Yes, and a UFO. Okay. I just... So, I'm not expecting it to be the stereotypical portrayed alien. It could be literally anything. It could be a glob for it could be, all It could be we us. Know. We could be aliens. We are aliens. Yeah. I'm an alien. We are all aliens. I believe that. Yeah? 100%. Hmm. We're all animals. Okay. Everyone, I feel like... So then animals are aliens. On some deeper shit. Okay, on okay. some yeah, deeper yeah, yeah. shit. I'm going right? to let you cook. I'm going to let you cook. Humans are so fucking egotistical. Okay. We are so egotistical that some of us believe that there's absolutely no chance that there's another life form out there in space that could be with a brain or some sort of advancements i think that's 100 percent fucking cap yeah excuse my french but um it's just like when you think about it there are people who believe that humans are better than animals mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, yeah. when in actuality we ourselves are animals we have just developed a brain that can process more than they okay but it's been proven that other animals are smarter. They have cognitive thinking. It's so obvious. They've been able to survive as they are without needing to evolve much further. Mm -hmm. Right? 
And aliens can. <laughs> aliens can. It's a possibility, man. Okay. Okay. 100%. All right. And so, would you want to encounter an alien? I don't think so. No, you don't. I don't know what they're going to do.、Mm. Um, there's that fear factor in me. Okay. I'm not going to test it. Okay. I would、uh, like to maybe see one if it were dead. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. There could be radiation on it. But. So they would have to be deceased in order for you to. Not necessarily. No. I mean, when I was younger, I would read YA novels about、uh-huh. aliens that were like hot ass guys living、oh、next door. Oh my God. Yeah, those are definitely real aliens,、uh, by the way. Yes. So, okay. If, if, that, if that one hot ass alien、mm-hmm. from, from your book、mm-hmm. came to life、mm-hmm. and, you know, wanted to meet up with you,、mm-hmm. but. He had to probe your mind.、Right? I would let him probe me. Yeah? You would let him probe me? I would let him probe me. Okay, what is that one、my、significant memory? My mind is a fucking movie. What is that one significant memory in your head? A memory? That would, yeah, that would, like that one core memory that would just stick out to this alien who probed your mind. And now they just have it engraved, like, like your core memory engraved into their memory.、Uh, a core memory? Yes. <sighs> I feel like. It would be back when I lived in Massachusetts when I was first brought over to the US. Okay. It would snow all the time. And my twin and I would sled down. We had this massive backyard that had a huge hill. And during the winter time, all the snow would freeze. And it would just be a giant sheet of ice、mm-hmm. on top. And we'd sled down. And. We would like hike back up, but we would slide back down because we didn't weigh enough to break the ice. <laughs> it, w- it was probably just a thin layer of ice on it at the time, but we were, li- we were minuscule. We were so tiny, we couldn't break it. And we tried so hard, and we got so close to the top, and we ended up sliding all the way down. And it's just a really fond memory that I'll always cherish. That sounds very wholesome. Yeah. 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 Well, Ari. Yes. Ren. Yes. Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me, Gold. Yes.、Pop、yes.、It. Of course. You're listening to the Probing Aliens podcast. Ari, you've just been fucking probed. Until next time. Peace. Greetings, Earthlings. If you did enjoy this episode, please do give us a like on whatever platform you were watching this slash listening to this on, whether it be.、Uh, You know, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Twitter,、um, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast.、Um, you know, we're also on socials like Instagram, TikTok, you know, again, YouTube. So,、uh, oh, Twitter. Don't forget Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So,、uh, yeah. Go, go give us a follow. You know, check us out.